Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. Welcome back to the podcast. Just before we begin today, I want to say, because the title of this story is Class President, I have recorded this introduction. In fact, I have recorded this whole podcast before the presidential election, right? So actually, in Tom time right now, the election is happening next week. So I do not know. um, I don't know the results. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, So this is a of course, this is an apolitical podcast. Boy Stories does not take one side or the other in such matters. Um, maybe one time in the future, it might be interesting to have someone like Jeffrey on to hear some of his political beliefs, which I'm sure are very fascinating. Um, but yeah, that, just getting that out of the way. Um, class president, very excited about this one. It happened to me as a teacher we were doing a history curriculum about making laws. Uh, I think we were talking about the Greeks potentially, or no, it was no, no, it was Middle Age. We were doing Magna Carta. <laughs> this is a random. We were doing Magna Carta, and I was trying to get the students more involved. And I said, "Okay, guys, um, this is the importance of laws, and you know, the importance of Magna Car- Carta was the king was also bound by the law, et cetera, et cetera." And so we are going to make a law, and then the teacher will also be bound by the law. And then people were, like, super excited by that. Um, but then I also wanted to make it into a democratic process. So they put forward their laws. They had votes. They had debates. Um, some of them just got so into it. And I remember actually canceling future classes so that they could finish up because they were just so involved. Like, there are times as a teacher when you see your students are just so into something that you're like, okay, I'm. this is going to be the important thing that we do today, so we're just going to go all in on that. Um, and some of the discussions they had during those debates were fantastic uh, over what laws um, should be put into the classroom. That's all to say. I took that and I decided it wouldn't be a fun. Wouldn't it be a fun story? Um, and there was a law in the real classroom with these with these real boys, my students, uh, related to pencils, actually. Um, and so that that made it into the story. Um, but without further ado, I will now begin to read class president. Every November, Mr. L's class elected a president. This president's main duty was to sit at a table with the school's principal once a month and listen to the news uh, about the school, then report this news back to the class. That was the president's main duty and also the extent of his duties. Thus, it was, for all intents and purposes, a ceremonial role. Mr. L announced the election for class president with excitement, hoping to drum up a healthy dose of political activism in his somewhat apathetic students. It was a dreary Wednesday, post-Halloween, with Thanksgiving breaks still weeks away, and class morale was low. Mr. L explained that the president would be nominated. Um, Then of all those nominated, there would be a vote, and the student with the most votes would have the honor of representing the entire class at the monthly meeting with the principal. Albert gave a loud snore. Mr. L poked him awake. Porge was quietly picking his nose. Leo and Timmy were flicking a paper triangle back and forth between them. Jeffrey was flipping through note cards, mumbling about spelling. Okay, Mr. L said. I see you are all very interested in the rich tradition of democracy in our country. So we'll get right to the nominations. Who would like to nominate a presidential candidate? Jake raised his hand. Huh, yes, Jake, 
Mr. L was surprised. He hadn't expected Jake to be so forthright. Mr. L, can I go to the bathroom? No, we are in the middle of an import. Okay, can I go after? Yes. Any nominations? Porridge raised his hand, as well as Charlie. Mr. L expected Charlie, but not Porridge. Yes, uh, Porridge? Can I go to the bathroom after Jake goes? No, and no one else uses the bathroom. Mr. L fought back a sigh. Yes, Charlie, a nomination? Yes, sir, I nominate myself. Okay, Mr. L said, and he wrote Charlie's name on the board. Can you even nominate yourself? said Greg loudly. That's lame. Yes, apparently you can, said Mr. L. Now would you like to nominate someone, Greg? Greg was silent. Not even yourself? Greg remained silent. Mr. L looked around the room. No one raised a hand. In fact, Jake was glaring at people to make sure they wouldn't raise their hand so this could end and he could use the bathroom. <sighs> Mr. L sighed. He was about to give up and declare Charlie the uncontested winner when he had a sudden idea. He couldn't in good conscience, as the teacher of these bright young minds, just submit to the political apathy of the rising generation. Maybe election results weren't as entertaining as the latest YouTube video, but they were far more important. Mr. L decided he would not let this slide. He would inspire his class to action. Before we proceed with the voting, he said, there's uh, one thing I forgot to mention. The position of class president comes with special power. You mean like a superpower? Said Jeffrey. Sure, Jeffrey, you can think of it like that. The president gets to choose one new classroom law, which he announces when he runs for president. And if he gets voted in, his proposed law becomes real. A pause followed Mr. L's last word as the students digested this new information. Wait, like everyone has to follow that law? Asked Jake, forgetting the bathroom. Yes, Mr. L said, noting the palpable energy shift in the room. All eyes were focused on him. Six hands went straight in the air. Even the teacher, said Albert. The, the teacher has to follow the new law? Mr. L hesitated, but the students were so earnest, so engaged, that against his better judgment, he conceded. Yes, Albert, the law binds the teacher too. Four more hands shot up. But uh, I will warn you, Mr. L hastily added, sensing something like hunger in the boys that now hung on his every word. Uh, the teacher has the right to veto any proposed law when it is proposed. Uh, if I veto your law, then your candidacy for president ends right there. There was a smattering of discussion as Mr. L checked the clock. It's time for morning break, he announced. I suggest you prepare your proposals if you want to run for president. When we return, Charlie, our first candidate, will tell us his idea for new classroom law. And of course, these laws will uh, support our rich environment of exploration and learning. And this last sentence was lost in the students' loud and excited discussion as they piled out the door. Mr. L smiled. He knew they would be talking of little else besides the election that break. And in fact, he was correct. It was one of those rare teaching moments when he truly felt that he had done well. My law, said Charlie in front of the class next period, is about homework. 
I've noticed that many students in the class are not turning in their assignments on time. Not only that, but some assignments go completely unfinished. This is unfair to the students who diligently do their work on time, but it is also unfair to the students who miss their work because they are missing out on the joys of education. Charlie had lost his audience after the second sentence, but luckily for him, most of them thought about their own laws and just patiently waited for him to stop talking. That is, until his closing statement. Which is why, he finished, if I were elected class president, there would be strict consequences for every missed assignment. No homework means no break. A punishment every time work is late. And furthermore, Mr. L had to stand up at the front of the class to quiet the screaming that ensued. There was banging on desks, pencils were thrown at the board. Charlie ducked back to his seat, very red in the face. Okay, Mr. L said, now with the tiniest shred of doubt that maybe this wasn't the best idea. Uh, who's next? Greg came to the front of the class. Hello, fellow students, he said, staring straight at the back corner of the classroom, his hands clasped behind his back. If I were elected your president, my law would be this. Every person in the classroom would have to call me President Greg and bow like this. If someone, including the teacher, forgets to call me President Greg and bow like this, he would have to copy 25 times, I will respect the president. Vetoed. Mr. L said. Greg resumed his seat. Next up was Timmy. If I were president, he said, then I would make every Friday, Friday fun day. There was some applause. I nominate Timmy, someone in the back said, to more clapping. Timmy bowed and began walking back to his seat. Wait, said Mr. L. Timmy, uh, before you sit down, can you tell us a little more about Friday Fun Day? Sure, said Timmy. On Friday Fun Day, there will be no work because it is a fun day. We can all bring video games or fun things into class and we will play them together. We can also dress in funny clothes with wigs and stuff and bring pets too, like my dog Rover. Of course, it's still a school day, so we will not miss lunch or our two breaks. This clarification of Timmy's platform was received with rapturous applause. Timmy was the immediate frontrunner until Mr. L stood up again. I'm sorry, but that is not a practical law, Timmy, he said. It's been vetoed. Now this was the first time during the election that Mr. L received boos after an announcement. Unfortunately for him, it was not to be the last. Uh, okay, who's next, he said, trying to change the subject. He picked Jeffrey. Um, <clears throat> if I were elected class president, Jeffrey said, my law would focus on something that is crucially important to me and my fellow voters, and indeed our peace and well-being in this classroom. I am speaking, of course, about pencils. You see, the opening at the back of our desk does not prevent the occasional pencil from rolling onto the floor. This is an unfortunate reality of classroom life. It pains me to say this, but other students have come to believe that a pencil on the floor is a free pencil. They pick these pencils up. They use them. They put them in their own desks. Fellow students, this is a shameful act of pencil theft. If I am to be president, such theft will not be tolerated. He ended his speech with his fist raised high in the air. 
reception was divided among the students. Some applauded loudly, while others, presumably those who thrived on unclaimed floor pencils, sulked and exchanged glances. Jeffrey's law was not vetoed, and his name was written under Charlie's on the board. I don't think people should be allowed to call other people names," said Porridge next. "Especially fat. My law is that anyone who calls someone else a name, no matter what that name is, that person gets spanked." Porridge's law was vetoed. If I'm elected president, Albert thundered, throwing everything he had into his impassioned speech, then I will abolish all homework forever, and every test, and every quiz, and every lecture where we have to take notes, and every worksheet. And Mr. L quickly vetoed this too. That was the second time he was booed, and it was even louder than the first. When the chants of Albert, Albert, Albert had finally died down, it was Jake's turn to propose his law. If I am president, he said. Every student will be able to go to the bathroom whenever he wants. Excited whispers followed this statement as all eyes turned to Mr. L. Would this law pass the veto? It did not. More boos followed. What is the point of this election if everything's vetoed? Albert wailed. It's so unfair. Students began to rise from desks in protest. Mr. L tried to wave them down, but no one listened. The boos got louder. Then, all at once, they ceased. Leo stood in front of the room on top of a chair. He let his hand fall. Now that he had silence, they wanted to hear his law. It was short, and it was to the point. My law, he said, is that the president gets to decide the class jobs. He walked back to his desk. All heads turned to Mr. L. Class jobs were posted every two weeks on the board. They ranged from enviable positions such as messenger, the student who left class to run errands for Mr. L, to less enviable positions such as bookshelf organizer or window cleaner. At the bottom of the list, and usually reserved for a student in some sort of trouble, was trash picker upper. The jobs were performed daily after second break. Mr. L understood. That if he did not accept this proposal, he might have a riot on his hands. The law did not seem impractical. He shrugged and wrote Leo's name under Jeffrey's, and so the election was set. There will、uh, now be a debate, Mr. L said, in which each candidate defends his proposed law in front of all the voters. Please, sir," said Leo earnestly. "Can each of the candidates?" Have five minutes of free time to campaign with personal conversations before the debate begins. Okay, fine," Mr. L said, not seeing any issue with that. Five minutes. Leo immediately gathered a tight group of followers and spoke to them in quick, quiet whispers. Jeffrey noticed this and was unsure of what to do until Charlie came up to him and offered a truce. It seemed Charlie knew that his law would not make it far in the general vote. Besides, something about the way Leo's followers, especially Albert, Now snuck glances at him made him feel that Leo should not be elected. Jeffrey gladly accepted Charlie's help, and they walked around gathering the stragglers that were also excluded from Leo's powwow. Mr. L watched the intensity of these proceedings with something of a teacher's pride, but also a degree of dread. He couldn't say why, but he worried about the debate. Charlie was first on the board, so he was first to speak. Boos sounded before he stood. Albert had to be restrained from rushing the front of the room. 
Someone in the back shouted, Trash picker upper! Charlie asked to give his speech time over to Jeffrey instead, and Mr. L happily allowed it. My fellow students, said Jeffrey, pacing the front of the classroom with his left hand in his pocket and right hand casually waving to express his points. I am a normal student, just like you. I struggle on my spelling tests, just like you. I hate waking up and coming to school, just like you. I suffer under the tyrannical rule of Mr. L, just like- Okay, Jeffrey, let's get on with it, Mr. L interrupted. Let the man speak, someone shouted from the back. Do I have to kick people out of class? Mr. L snapped back. There was silence. If you get kicked out for being disrespectful, you lose your right to vote. Okay? Good. Jeffrey, go on. Some democracy, Albert groaned. And just like you, Jeffrey continued, I have pencils. These pencils are my property, bought with care by my dear mother and carried to school by the sweat of my own back. They are necessary to perform the tasks of a student day in and day out. And we all know how hard these tasks can be. And yet, through no fault of my own, these pencils are taken from me. They roll by the force of gravity on the floor and into the clutching fingers of thieves. Now, all I'm saying is this. If a pencil is found on the floor, it should be returned to its rightful owner. It is not up for grabs. But if no owner comes forward, the pencil goes to Mr. L for one day. At the end of the day, the finder of that pencil may come to Mr. L and ask if it's still unclaimed. And if indeed it is unclaimed, the finder gains ownership of said pencil. That, my fellow students, is my humble proposal to uphold justice in our classroom. A vote for Jeffrey is a vote to keep pencils safe. Jeffrey bowed. He'd clearly put a lot of thought into this. Charlie and a couple other students clapped. The effect on the audience remained polarizing, however. And then Leo moved to the front of the room. Jeffrey has no leadership skills, he said at once. He can't even spell. In fact, he has no skills whatsoever. All right, that is not allowed, Mr. L began. Permission to respond, Jeffrey cried. Freedom of speech, let Leo speak, said Jake. Leo, you can only talk about the laws, Mr. L said strictly. Any insulting words about your opponent and I will end your speech immediately. No problem, Mr. L, said Leo, inclining his head. And I'm sorry if I've offended Jeffrey who is my classmate and my friend. It was merely out of concern for my fellow students that I felt forced to bring up his complete ineptitude. Mr. L was about to interrupt, but then realized that no one in the class knew what ineptitude meant. Jeffrey seemed to smile and take it as a compliment. So, in the name of peace, Mr. L let it slide. Regarding pencils, Leo continued, this is a subject which I have thought about for a long time. I have researched this extensively, discussed it with many experts as well as average students like yourselves, pored over all the data that I collected and puzzled over what might be the best solution. And I agree with Jeffrey, this is an injustice in our classroom, but we must have realistic expectations. I ask you, classmates, whose fault is it really when a pencil is left unattended on the floor? Jeffrey claims it is the fault of the desk that and the power of gravity itself. 
Jeffrey then asserts that the gracious student who takes time out of his busy day to stoop down and pick up the pencil off the floor, he must then go all the way to Mr. L's desk. He must wait for the pencil to go unclaimed. He must attend to the pencil. He must remember the pencil. Then finally, he must come back a whole day later to claim the pencil. The pencil becomes his problem. And whose problem was the pencil really? If pencils are truly as important as my opponent claims, then surely they are important enough to keep inside your desk. All of us have the same desks, yet not all of us lose our pencils. Permission to respond, sir, said Jeffrey, standing up. Mr. L wanted to get to the vote, but Leo had already replied. Come on up, Jeffrey. I welcome any response that you can give. Thank you, said Jeffrey, hustling to the front of the room. <clears throat> he cleared his throat and said, Fellow students, do not listen to Leo's lies. He doesn't care about pencils. He only cares about changing class jobs so that he and his friends can always have the good jobs. Not just my friends, Leo added, addressing the class, but all who vote for me. You see, Jeffrey wants us all to pick up pencils. If I'm elected, there will be only one student picking up trash off the floor. And if you vote for me, I promise it won't be you. That's blackmail, said Charlie. Make the trash picker upper Charlie, said Albert. A vote for Leo, Leo assured them, is a vote to make Charlie trash picker upper. This was followed by a cheer, but not as big of a cheer as Leo might have expected. It seemed that the class was running the chances in their heads of whether they could afford to risk Leo's favor. Jeffrey noticed this. There are only a few good jobs, he pointed out, and a lot of bad ones. Leo can't give everyone good jobs. Even if you vote for him, he's going to give you bad jobs, especially if you're not his friend. Everyone is my friend, Leo said with a winning smile. Except Charlie, said Jeffrey. See, if Leo decides he doesn't like you, he's going to make you a window cleaner or a book organizer, like while people like Timmy or Jake or Leo himself get to be messenger every week. Can we give one man that much power? My law is principled. It is based on justice. Leo's law is a stinking toilet of corruption. That's when yelling broke out. Half the class supported Jeffrey. The other half were diehard Leo fans. As nothing could be said to sway swing voters and bribes were not trusted, they quickly resorted to violence. Albert and Timmy were pulling people off of Leo. Jeffrey was on his desk, screaming about justice. Porridge had Charlie in a headlock. Jake tipped desks to spill all the pencils on the floor. Greg somehow found his way to the top of the cubbies and was chanting, USA, USA, while wildly waving his shirt. No representative from Mr. L's class attended the principal's monthly meetings that year. Pencil theft was still a hotly contested and unresolved issue. The week after the failed election, Leo's name appeared on the job list under the heading Trash Picker Upper. Mr. L has not attempted democracy since. <laughs> Okay, so I have one of the candidates for the presidency right here with me today. Uh, not the candidates for the actual presidency. I'm talking about the candidates for class presidency. Uh, I'm sitting here across from Leo. Leo, say hi to everyone. Hi, how's it going? Leo, do you want to talk a little bit more about the election? Well, yes. Um, it was very difficult for me because I thought I ran a very strong campaign. Uh, we had a lot of energy. We had so much excitement be behind our campaign and we really should have won. Um, we really should have won. So I think it was rigged. Um, it was rigged and it was, okay, um, it wasn't rigged. 
actually what happened was, Leo, uh, it's, it sounded like Mr. L canceled the election because uh, you seem to have some sort of, mm, for lack of better word, nefarious methods of gaining votes. Are you referring to the way that I bribed my classmates? Yeah, yeah, you could say that that was probably not the right way to get to get votes. I agree. However, I know that once I was in a position of power in the classroom, then I would have only acted for the good. Okay, um, I'm not really sure if that's how politics should work, um, but how could I have shown them that because they didn't give me the chance and elect me president. I just want to say also uh, from the confines of the story, the president has no power in this situation. The power, the president just goes to like, what, some meeting with the principal or something? Well, the president decides the law. Well, the one law. And the one law was the, you wanted to decide the, the class jobs list. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, and then it sounded like at the end of it, you might've had to be trash picker upper. I did, yes. Not pleased about that. Do you think there was anything you could have done differently to maybe um, allow yourself to get the votes and to maybe stop, stop that like chaotic crisis that happened um, in the classroom? No, I think I did everything that I could. I think there's a lot of things that Jeffrey could have done differently. Uh, he used scare tactics, um, and I found that to be a, you know, really um, an insult to our democratic process. Oh, so Jeffrey used scare tactics. Yes, he said that I was going to make um, certain students, not um, not Charlie, because I promised to make Charlie a trash picker upper, but he said I might make other students um, bad jobs as well. And while that's true, I don't think that he should have said that to everyone. Wait, so you're saying it's true, but he shouldn't have said it because... Because the fact that he said it meant that they then got angry at me. Okay, I'm just trying to understand what your platform here is. Yours, oh, oh, hang on. Oh, would you look at that? Oh, hey, yeah, Jeffrey's here. Come on in. Come on in. No, no, no. Come on in. Come on in. So actually, Jeffrey was invited to the podcast, um, but he didn't think he was going to be able to make it today um, because he had a lot of homework. But I guess did you finish your homework? Oh yeah. <clears throat> I finished my homework. I'm ready for the podcast. Here we go, podcast. All right, podcast. I'm a fans. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey, Leo. Um, I just want to say, everyone who's listening, Leo and I are friends. Uh, we did class president today, right? Right, Mr. L? Yeah. Uh, I'm not Mr. L. Uh, okay, sorry. Mr. Tom, we did class president? Yes, uh, we did We did class president today. Okay, uh, to everyone saying, um, pencils are still a big problem in the classroom. Um, just today, I lost another pencil um, that was in my desk, and it rolled out onto the ground. And um, unfortunately, and it pains me to say this, uh, the problem has not been resolved. So I just want to get that out there. If anyone maybe is listening to this podcast in a position of power um, to do something about this, to really, really change the world for better, um, I would, I would encourage you to to write a letter to your local representative. Um, and okay, Jeffrey, I don't, I don't think that's really going to do any. I, I think if you if you're really worried about pencils, then you should talk to Mr. L about it in the classroom. I have many times. I've written him letters. Um, I've I've started advocacy groups. Um, you know, Jeffrey, no one really cares about pencils. 
Leo, um, to to be to be honest, a lot of people care about pencils, um, and I really care about pencils. And actually, it's your attitude about these pencils that um, that makes me feel like I need to advocate for pencils even more. Well, I think there are a lot of other important things to talk about in the classroom, and if I were president, I would be doing a lot of things to make sure that those other um, problems would be addressed. Okay, well, that's an interesting direction. Leo, what other problems are there in the classroom that you want to address? Thank you for asking. Um, One thing that I don't appreciate that happens in the class all the time is this notion um, that somehow has gotten ingrained into the heads of our teachers and our entire school um, and everyone's just okay with it, this notion of, of mandatory homework. Um, excuse me, what is, what is, what is ma- mandatory? Uh, mandatory, Jeffrey, means that you can't decide whether or not you do it, as opposed to being optional. So if homework was optional, then you could say, you know, I kind of feel like doing homework tonight, so I'm going to do it. And Or another night, maybe you don't feel like it, so, so you don't do it. Uh, okay, I, I think that I would always I would I would always choose the option to do it because I I kind of like homework. See, Jeffrey, under my law or understanding of of how a classroom should be run, you would be able to do your homework every night if you wanted to. <laughs> cool, sweet, hey. Well, I I do it anyway. Um, but I could keep doing it. Yeah, you could keep doing it. Okay, cool. I'm gonna vote for you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Leo, this is not a sustainable uh, framework to have in a classroom because if, if, the, if the homework was not mandatory, then I feel like a lot of students wouldn't do it. Well, Jeffrey would do it. Yeah, yeah, I would totally do it. Okay, but not everyone is as studious as Jeffrey, um, and so I don't think that everyone would do it. Well, if, if Jeffrey says that he would do it, who are you to say that not all the other students would do their homework anyway, even if it wasn't mandatory? Well, you know, Leo, would you be doing your homework? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'd do it every day. But I would enjoy it so much more because I wasn't forced to do it. Just like Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I would enjoy homework more um, if I wasn't forced to do it too. Wait, Je- Jeffrey, what, you're, you're on Leo's side now? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, homework homework should not be um, man, manda, manatee. Manatee homeworks are not good. No, man, manda, mandatory. 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 That's a fun word. <laughs> mandatory. Mandatory. Manda, manda, manda. Um, sorry. Okay, podcast. Whew. Um, homework should, should, should be manateed. Um, because that's an endangered species. No, no. Okay, Jeffrey, you don't know what you're talking about right now. No, I do not. Okay. What about pencils? I am very, very, very serious about the pencil issue. Okay. If you, but it sounds like you're now on Leo's side about this homework issue. Does that mean you're abandoning the pencil issue? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, Leo will fight for pencils. Right, Leo? Sure, Jeffrey. Yeah, see? He said I'll fight for pencils. Uh, um, not to say that Leo's not a man of his word, but he is kind of smirking right now. No, I'm not. Yes, yes, you are. That I would definitely classify that as a smirk. Okay, well, that's your interpretation of the facial expression that I now have. Which is a smirk. 
it's a it's a pretty smug smirk. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Jeffrey, I feel like I feel like Leo's not gonna fight for you if he gets elected to class president. I think you're wrong because he just said that he would. He would fight for me. He would fight for pencils, and he would fight for everything good because he's Leo. Yes, that's um, absolutely correct. Thank you, Jeffrey, very much. You're welcome. All right, who are you fighting against? Who are you running against? Jeffrey, I thought he was running against you. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Huh, shoot. Um, so I have to choose me or Leo? <sighs> Jeffrey, um, a vote for me is almost like a vote for you because I care about all the things that you care about. Really? E every single one? Every single one. Okay. Wait, wait. Question. If I vote for you, can I also be president? Uh, no, no. Actually, if you vote for me, I will be president, but I will maybe give you a good cabinet position. Wow. I can like be in like I can have my own cabinet like to put stuff in. N no, you can be on my team of people who are running the class. This. Okay. First of all, I don't want to condone what sort of weird campaign politicized thing is going on here. Secondly, the classroom, they, they, there's, you guys are talking about nothing because no one is running this classroom. Clearly, Mr. L is running this classroom. Yeah, poorly, which is why we need a new leader. You, so, sorry, you're not running for president of the classroom. You're running for teacher. Oh, whoa. Leo teacher? Huh, that'd be interesting. Hmm, I didn't think about that one. I think I'd make a very good teacher, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah you know, eh, but I mean, Mr. L is really cool. Mr. L is really cool, but he also supports me to be teacher. Oh, does he? Leo, you are just, you can't just lie like that. What, how do you know Mr. L doesn't support me? Well, I just, I just know, okay? And, and, and frankly, I'm, I'm offended on behalf of Jeffrey because you are saying all these lies. And poor Jeffrey is just sitting there. Uh, Mr. Tom, I can talk for myself. Thank you very much. Okay, Jeffrey, you can talk for yourself. <clears throat> I will make an informed decision about who I am voting for for teacher of this classroom. Okay, there's no vote for, um, yes. Leo, uh, question. Yes, yes, uh, yes, Jeffrey. If you were elected teacher of this classroom, would you represent Mr. L, who is an excellent teacher in the best possible way? Would you do that? And would you have his full support behind you in everything you do? Absolutely, I would. Okay. Done. You have my vote. All right. Well, there you have it. There is some very interesting political intrigue going on in Mr. L's classroom right now. Uh, stay tuned to see how that works out. <laughs> uh, thank you both for coming on. Um, Leo, thanks for coming. I hope next time you can be a little bit more truthful. I am always truthful. Of course you aren't. Um, and Jeffrey, thank you for coming on. I love coming on the podcast. All my fans. Woo! Leo for teacher. Thank you, Jeffrey. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production performed by Tom Longano, author of The Blue Book of Stories. The Blue Book of Stories is available now on Amazon. It's also available on TomLongano.com. The podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin. And please, if you like the podcast, subscribe. Tell us what you think in the comments and reviews. Please send us an email. You can find all our contact information on TomLongano.com. 
com. If you have a question or a comment for any of the characters, send it to us, and you might just get featured in one of the next interviews. But thank you so much for listening. Again, share with your friends, and please continue to listen. This has been so much fun for us. We hope it is just as much fun for you. Have a great day.